This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Dr. Brooke Keels. Uh, I'm the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy Multiplied. And I'm Melanie Wise. I'm the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy. Hey, and I'm Rachel Thomas. I'm the Podcast Coordinator and Content Specialist. And guys, we wanted to announce real quickly before we hop into today's episode that we asked you guys to leave reviews, to listen and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much for doing that because we have a winner today. Woo-hoo! And the winner, yes, the winner will receive a uh, very soft, comfortable, non-judgmental, live free, stay free, black t-shirt. It's awesome. I love it. What so is non-judgmental? Not judgmental, meaning it's comfortable. It's not gonna like. It's not gonna get tight after the holiday. Oh, <laughs> I've never heard a tight. shirt. Oh, so, I didn't know I that was a thing. I I just I just think I made it a thing. I like <laughs> it. I'm gonna use <laughs> that too. That are non-judgmental. It's comfortable. Yeah. It's so it's good. not that it doesn't fit me. It's exactly. that the shirt is judgmental. Right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. That is that. such a great lead into our conversation Exactly, today. guys. Exactly. It's not my fault. It's the shirts. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Comfy shirt. And <laughs> I'll live my life. He's oh, freedom study. That's right. Non-judgmental shirts, y'all. So our winner for uh, this giveaway is, and I'm going to read out her username. It's Sarah Stanley 14. So girl, you the winner. Congratulations. And thank you to everybody who left reviews, comments. It's not too late as far as please still leave us reviews and comments. We will be doing more giveaways in the future, but your comments on there actually help other people find our podcast. So if you will take time to do that today, we would so appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, we are excited to be back with you guys this week and we are I mean, y'all, we're on the fast track to Christmas. It is coming. It's getting fat. Actually, I don't, I don't know why that's, that's the song. Is it, is Christmas it? is coming. The goose is getting fat. Oh, I didn't know that. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. What? Nothing? <laughs> nothing? Oh my goodness. No. Somebody, listener, somebody out what there. What was your Christmas like? <laughs> you never knew the Muppets Christmas? Oh. No. Yeah, I wasn't a, wasn't a Muppets girl. Oh yeah, my Muppets. goodness. Yep. Wow. It's more of a... Y'all, if you're, if, you're, <laughs> if you're listening... It's not true. Don't go watch it if you've never seen it. <laughs> I'm only... <laughs> Yeah. Side note: We're not promoting Lethal Weapon. We're not promoting Christmas Lethal Weapon. Family. I just want to say they used to show it on TV in the edited version, and a couple years ago, Scott and I were like, "We should watch the greatest Christmas movie of all time, Lethal Weapon." <laughs> and about five minutes in, I was like, "I don't remember that scene." Whoa! <laughs> so, yep. So anyway, side all note: right, Just a heads up. <laughs> add some stuff. <laughs> yeah. You never so know what you're going to learn here on Mercy Talk, everyone. That's right. um, <laughs> but those are a few tips as we start. <laughs> You got a new word for shirts that are too tight. That's you right. know more about Lethal Weapon. <laughs> and a Christmas song. That yeah. no one's Christmas song. <laughs> We've already covered a lot of ground, guys. Wow. All right, focus. Here we go, guys. So if you have been with us, you know, for these last few weeks, months, you know that we have been diving into like every issue we could think of when it comes to family dynamics. 
boundaries, attachment, all of the good stuff prior to this year's holiday season. Um, and we just wanted to um, kind of take the opportunity to link up like what we have been discussing with an issue that we all experience, bless it. And we are talking about entitlement. Now you may hear that and you may be like, I don't experience entitlement. I don't have kids. Well, guys, one of the unfortunate things we will be talking about today is that this actually is not just an age-related, age-specific issue. I feel like entitlement is always associated with kids, typically with teenagers, Yeah, I think. Um, but as we have learned some about entitlement and as we will discuss today, it is not just about kids, even though we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about, you know, if you do have kids in your life, um, and that doesn't mean just if you're like a mom or dad, if you're an uncle, if you're an aunt, if you're, you know, a grandparent, we are going to talk about, you know, the importance of setting boundaries with kids when it comes to entitlement, especially during the Christmas season. Um, but we're also going to talk about how this applies to really all of us and how we can even pass entitlement on um, to other people, our children. Uh, yeah, no, Mel, I love that. I mean, <laughs> I feel like all of our stuff starts with like, here's all the terrible things that you can pass down to your children. But don't worry. Awesome. <laughs> Jesus loves you. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> Being a parent. But no, I like that. We did, was it last spring? Um, we did a podcast series yeah. on the entitlement cure mm -hmm. by the one and only John Townsend. Uh, still holding out for him to be my best friend. Um, he can be all of ours. I'll share him. Okay. Um, you know. I'll take care. Uh, but yeah, and that was, you know, one of the things we learned is that <laughs> entitlement is a universal issue of all age groups, of all, you know, shapes and sizes, if you will. Um, and it's not an easy read. So I want to, I want to be clear about that. Mm. Um, it's like, you're not going to dive in and be like, that was just so, I mean, it's pretty heady, but it's a, it's a good book. Maybe listen to it on audio if you don't have time, but um, it just really can point out some incredible points of like, oh, I've been entitled in that area my whole life. Um, mm -hmm. And as you said, you know, the fun fact is we pass this stuff down. So we want to be able to take care of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But he talks about, like like we mentioned, it's not exclusive to any age range, any stage of development. Um, and usually we think other people have the entitlement problem. But what entitlement actually is, just to pause on that note, is the belief that one is exempt from responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, and it can show up in little ways that we don't even realize. John Townsend calls it the pocket entitlement we think we are owed special treatment in specific areas. And so, um, you know, and he, I remember Melanie, when you and I got to listen to him speak at that conference, we, <laughs> we snuck in, uh, oh, man. I mean, Fan we were allowed to be there, but we also were like, girls. John Townsend speaking and we ran, <laughs> we it literally ran to hear it. Um, and he talks about, you know, anytime that you feel you deserve something, it actually like, uh, you know, absconds you from all responsibility. And so, like, you know, and there's, I, I, so after hearing that, I realized how many times mm. I'd be like, well, I deserve, or you deserve or whatever. No, we don't deserve any of it. That's mm. not true. You know, and not from a place of criticism, you know, but when you actually shift into looking at, you know, being uh, what, you know, being humble actually means. And like in Romans twelve three, it says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought um, I feel like y'all gave me that verse specifically. Oh, uh, no. So I'll try not to be offended. Okay. Um, in that, <laughs> For me. but I mean, 
that's fine. It's fine. Uh, you know, but what, what really happens when we're talking about entitlement in the holidays um, is when we kind of get into uh, refusing to say no to things, mm. especially this year, because we're mm. all tired. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. Very, very tired. We're stressed out. And we know that if we say no, it's going to cause a meltdown. Um, mm. And it does setting boundaries, saying no, teaching someone uh, character takes a lot of energy. No. Um, and so then, you know, we don't do it. And then we might feel, feel guilty for something we've messed up. And then sometimes you're just like, I just want to say yes. So you're nice to me today. Yes. Right. Because yes. I just don't have it in me. Right. And yes. that could be any age of child. Yes. <laughs> and I think that it's just really easy to do that. Um, and, and from our own desire to avoid pain, mm. uh, we actually kind of will enter into this enabling relationship of like, if I give you what you need, you will be nice to me and I get to feel good. Oh. And so we're avoiding pain and we're also avoiding effort. Um, and then we kind of get reinforced with it. Yeah. You know? So if my kid's like, can I have pizza tonight for the fifth night in a row? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And then he's upset. You know, we have to go into this. I'm like, how, to what end? Right. To yeah. what end? Right. Yeah. <laughs> to get to have it, you know, or whatever the thing is. But um, anyhow, that's just yeah. a little I mean, bit. Man, I've been learning this. Oh, gosh. Like, now that my child is 19 months old, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. It starts. Yeah. Like, every single time I make the decision to do the easier thing in the moment, just yeah. to make it easier, yeah. it always turns into a bigger monster the next time. I'm like, okay, I'm learning this already. Like short-term quick fixes create yeah. a monster. Yeah. Like this doesn't work well with children. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> so and like, look, you choose your battles. Sure. I mean, right. The thing is we as adults have a frontal lobe so we can go, okay, in this moment, I'm going to let this happen. Sure. Sure. But yes. then later. <laughs> right. I am okay for it. I'm aware of that. Yeah. 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 Yes. And then yeah. I'm going to let this happen. You yeah. Know? I think getting into that delusion of like, but I've given you what you want. You should be good to me oh, kind wow. of thing can it's get really, more. really messy. It's almost yeah. always that. <laughs> oh man, Brooke, I've had your voice in the back of my mind so many times when I'm at Target, because I think you kind of <laughs> joked about this with, you know, if you buy the kid a toy every time at Target and then that one time you don't, well, they're going to expect it. <laughs> it's like, why am I having this meltdown? Oh, because the dollar section, I just, every time I'm, you know, side note, you know, like I have my own issues with the dollar section, but, uh, <laughs> right. but, but it's like, yes, it's like the easier painless way of avoiding what I know needs to be done. But really when it comes to saying no, it's funny because I actually struggle with that with myself. Like, you know, I feel like, oh, I had a hard day. Or in mm -hmm. heck, I mean, 2020 has been filled with multiple hard days. And so it's like, I deserve this venti mocha white chocolate double shot, whatever. Oh, I mean, man. more than double shot. I mean, you know, it's just like all the things. And so I start to get, it's funny when you read the definition of entitlement, because I, it just confirmed, oh yeah, it, it's, it's the, you know, avoidance of responsibility or whatnot. So in that moment, I'm going, I deserve this because I experienced this. So I'm not, you know, I take no responsibility for my health, for, you know, if I'm making, you know, excuses for myself and my job, oh, well, they should understand because I'm, you just, I just think it's funny because 
that same no thing, I struggle with my kid. I can see that in myself in little right. areas. And I just, you know, would love to know, like, am I alone? Do you guys ever struggle? <laughs> I mean, you, everything that you're saying, I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, at the time of this recording, uh, this previous like month of my life might have been the hardest month of my life. Like mm-hmm. overall, just back to back to back stuff. Yeah. And I'm constantly like, do you know what I need? This like what? And I'm like, and I need it because my it'll make my soul feel better. <laughs> right. I mean, I literally and and sometimes that is the white chocolate mocha with right. peppermint. Of I'm course, demonizing. Um, I mean, I just did that yesterday, Brooke. Like you were like, you need Starbucks, right? And I was like, are you kidding me right now? I'm like, yeah, oh. I like to have others join me. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, like I don't want to make dinner tonight. I want to go pick up Thai food because oh, that's yes. good for my heart right now or whatever it is i mean it's not just about food and drink it's right. often about food and drink but like yeah went to target not too long ago saw something and i was like this would be good for my heart right now yes <laughs> so i'm like i've been living in that world right now and i'm actually even interested to know what y'all think about like there is there i feel like maybe this is me just really making some excuses right now but i'm like what's where's the line between entitlement mm. And <laughs> like genuine self care. I'm not trying sure. to say that my white mochas are self care all the time. Sometimes they are. But sometimes. <laughs> but I mean, like, truly, you know, when it comes to like, what do I need today? Like, Rachel, you and I have already been brainstorming a future podcast that's about like truly assessing what do I need right now? Right. Like, where's the line? Yeah. When it comes to us, not, not our kids maybe per se, but just us and like coming to like self care, like true self care. Yeah. That's good. I don't know. No, I think, I mean, actually to me, you just pointed out a very, uh, distinct difference between entitlement and self care. Right. So one is I am owed Mm. and the other is I am responsible for. So if I'm responsible for myself, I'm like, you know what? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll pick on this because I'm terrible at self care. Um, you know, and, and I think none of us, and if you are good at it, can you just email us and let us know? Um, but yeah, you know, so like I had a, I think a migraine for like four days in a row and Scott was like, for the love, go get a massage Mm. and handle your business. (laughs) Like go and do it. But I was like, Oh, I don't know. He was like, what are, cause you just need to be in pain all day. Like what is, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah. yeah. There's this thing of, you know, you shouldn't have to fight to just take care of yourself. But right. but to me, when I'm doing, I deserve this, when it's like, well, I know we budgeted for that, but I'm kind of like, I feel a little sad today, mm-hmm. or I'm really stressed. <laughs> right. And we like go and do the thing and, 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 you know, get, which look, first off, Starbucks is completely okay. Don't right? mess. Don't mess with Brooks. <laughs> not we're not, uh, we're not going there. <laughs> okay. um, but... You know, um, don't add up the stars that you've gotten for the year and see how much you've spent. Um, but anyway, <laughs> oh, I just think that, you know, but we do pass that down. Like you were talking about, like when, when we go into Target and if every time we go into Target, the kids yeah. get something from the dollar spot, you know. Right. Um, and my favorite is when they get old enough, like mine is, to go, just so I'm clear. This is what he said to me. <laughs> that what he says? You get to get things at Target. Uh, I don't get to get things at Target. <laughs> You know what I said? Correct. Correct. (laughs) Correct.
Mercy Multiplied exists to provide opportunities for all to experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. Our residential program is for women ages 13 to 32, and our outpatient services are for women ages 13 and older. Both programs are voluntary, biblically-based, and completely free of charge. Our goal is to help women in our programs permanently stop destructive cycles, discover purposes for their lives, and experience God's unconditional love, forgiveness, and life-transforming power. If you or someone you know would like to apply to one of our programs or you'd simply like to find out more information, you can start by heading to our website at mercymultiplied.com. You know, it's that thing of like when they are losing their mind and we get mad at them, kind of just going on your example that it is like, but I did this. Sure. So I think if we can just take that minute of like, I did this, which hopefully will give us the grit to get through, mm. like, and it can, I did this and I don't want to do it again. So let me have this battle now. Let's get it done now, you know, or let's get, you know, let's, let's do what we need to do. Um, and sometimes that's generally planning. It's usually not in the moment yeah. <laughs> when they're losing their mind and we're right. having mm-hmm. you know, this very yeah. adult conversation and target, but, um, <laughs> I don't know, but to me, that's the difference, right? Is yeah. is the entitlement is I am owed something, that's and the right. self care piece is like I'm responsible for myself, for my family. Like we do need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. What yeah. are the goals that we have? And a lot of it too is actually yeah. just being planned out. You yeah. know, and Melanie, you're really good at that. I mean, I know I've yeah. I've I've been the one to come in your office and be like, you want you want Starbucks, right? And you're like, no, I can't. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You can. <laughs> but I do I like that I think uh you know as I was thinking through it you know I'm like there is such a big difference just between the mentality behind it it's like I I deserve this or you know I mean like I'm thinking even last night my husband and I were talking about our anniversary which is coming up and it's like this has been an unbelievably hard year but an incredibly hard month and like this would just be such a gift to us like I don't think I deserve to go to a fancy restaurant but like that would just be a sweet treat for us right now and it's it's a gift I see it as a gift I actually see it as kind of undeserved Mm. um but so I do I think that's so good just to point out like the mentality behind that stuff is really the game changer whether it's entitlement or you actually see it as a blessing and a gift that is undeserved um but that is that is really just kind of good for the heart (laughs) yeah and it and it usually comes like our perception of that I mean just like we're talking about how we raise our kids comes from how we were raised I mean Melanie you and I've talked about this yeah actually just the last few months you know Mm -hmm. of just you know and and I've seen this and I've talked about this on other podcasts but it's been a long time but you know I, I would when I was you know running that addiction treatment center for adolescent males and you would just see like these parents who had nothing worked really hard to have a lot and then they would just overindulge their kid because they didn't want them to feel the way they felt. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, but, but having to really get in, which is such a, uh, you know, from the heart, I mean, that's what they wanted. I don't want them to know what it's like to struggle and, you know, not be able to go out to eat or not be able to like do all these things. The problem is, is they're not grateful for it because they've had it their whole life. 
right, in the struggle, in working for it, in, in earning it, yeah. you know, is where you, you are humble and where you do appreciate it and where your heart is grateful, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a positioning of the heart. And so if you've got a kid who's never struggled or worked or tried for anything, that breeds entitlement because they don't yeah. know any different. They've never right. had, you know, and, and so it doesn't, the positioning of our heart towards our kids cannot be that they never feel pain. Yeah. you know, or yeah. on the other side of it, if, you know, it for like the dad, right, was that like, we never got anything handed to us. And I want to be able to give my kids something better. And all of us have that heart. But like, you know, the enemy does, man, he comes in, and he twists it, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's out of rebellion, you know what, I'm going to buy this because I'm sick of feeling bad that we don't right. have money, and I'm going to get what I want, you know, mm-hmm. but I, the question is like, what is what is our heart? What are the experiences we've had that inform us? And and what are we trying to teach our kids? You know, um, and, you know, my husband and I talked about this in kind of in the same way that Scott grew up, you know, with a lot of trauma. And so if his dad ever wanted to go outside and play baseball with him, you know, he would have crawled over anybody to go do that. Mm. right well Liam is like yeah <laughs> I mean we can go you know and he's like I just don't understand like yeah. like Liam you know I would have given anything to play with my dad I'm like right well your dad didn't love you mm-hmm. like he didn't yeah. you know what I'm saying like he didn't yeah. love you well let me say that he didn't yeah. love him he didn't sure. love you well yeah. And, yeah. and you were trying to earn something sure. Liam doesn't have trauma thank God yet right yeah. I mean he doesn't have trauma so he's not functioning out of a place of feeling a need. He thinks right. we're here all the time. He's like, right. I play baseball with you anytime I want to. <laughs> yep. And so right. we have to teach him different and we can't be offended that he doesn't understand that right. he's blood. Right. That he's not going to be like, wow, dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what he knows. That's right. Yeah. And we've even had to dig into things like, are we getting ticked off at him? Are we offended at him for having a better life? In yeah. some ways, like we've had to really get into some weird stuff that, that you really, you know, I never thought of, if that makes sense, until you yeah. have a kid sitting I in mean, front of you. Which to me just points back to like, yo, we got to, <laughs> we got to deal with our stuff. Yeah. Like just the, the more heal, I mean, this is like such basic, like mercy thought, but it's just like the more healed and whole and free that you are as a person, it's just going to make you that much healthier as in anything as a friend or a spouse or a parent. And so if you're like, oh gosh, you know, I feel like I've done this. I feel like I do this. Okay. The, the, as we would always say, like the answer to that is not to just like stop, like we'll stop doing that. Stop treating mm-hmm. my kid like that or stop being offended or stop right. buying my kid all the things. Cause I didn't have it. No, the answer to that is I need to go back and keep working on my stuff. I need right. to keep working on my yeah. wounds. I need to keep working on the forgiveness, whatever that looks like. Cause yeah. as you work on your stuff, that stuff is going to start to like kind of take care of itself. Doesn't yeah. mean you won't have to be mindful of it. Cause it's probably going to like always want to try to creep in. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the more healed and whole you get, the less that's going to affect your approach, especially with your kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I can so see too, you're talking about Brooke, how, you know, we want our kids to have everything that we didn't have. We, we want, to we want we don't want them to experience pain yeah I mean I don't think anybody is sitting around going man you know I sure hope my kid like has a rough day and but but my but I guess what I have been what I've been learning more and more especially in this season that we're in is that my desire for my kids to avoid pain at all costs is actually very costly it's going to 
it's going to create what you said already, this sense of entitlement, but also it's going to create a, a person who doesn't know how to, doesn't have any resilience for yes, the world right. that's waiting for them. Yeah. And so I, just, I think Townsend talked about this, about the next hard thing or what the next hard thing is that mm -hmm. you need to do. But I guess that's also reframed just my whole view in this conversation of going like, okay, me, me allowing my kid to work hard, to even experience maybe some failures in some areas yes. and having to repair that, like that's not being mean, yes, you know, correct. that's not being cruel. Yeah. But I think so many times, like in my effort to go, well, I don't want them to have it. I don't want this to be hard for them. Like it was for me. It's almost like I, I don't know. I try to play God in a sense and I go, okay, mm -hmm. well, I know what's good for you to have everything you want, <laughs> you know? <laughs> In this moment. Right. Yeah. Not right. Me. It's a gift to let your kid experience hurt and pain because like they're about to go, I mean, at some point they're going to go into a world that is sure not going to be out to like make sure they're not feeling bad. Oh man. And so like what yeah. a, and I'm telling myself this cause I'm just barely starting on this journey of just like, like it is actually it. I think I've shared the story before of the, the parents who, whose teenager like fell off the deep end for apparently no reason they right, had. Right. And the, the parents went to the council and was like, we don't understand. We did everything for them. We gave everything that they ever wanted to them. We protected them from all pain. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well, that's why they lost their mind. Cause they actually went into a high school and into a world that wasn't all about making them feel good about themselves. And they had no idea how wow. to navigate that. And so I'm like, Oh, I always have that story in my head of like, I am doing my kid no long-term good. Right. by keeping them from pain and hurting like yeah. so and so it's, it's such a paradox that's I love that <laughs> that's such a good like yep mm -hmm. you know kind of thing but we, we do that but it's such a paradox because we're trying to protect them from this cruel world and then we don't prepare them for it and, and then they have to go out. into it and then and then we're just going to feel bad again that we yeah. didn't you know so yeah. it's like let's do it now while we yeah. can with them and, and do it in a managed way, which is right. frankly how the Lord deals with us. Yeah. You know, like you talk about, he don't, doesn't give us more than we can handle, you know, and the reality of that kind of, if you apply it to, to parenting, it, you know, are those small things, you know, I can't tell you how many times my kid has come home and said something that happened with another kid and it brings up stuff oh. from when I was in fourth grade, you know, and then as yeah. an adult, I'm like, can I punch a child? Uh -huh. Legal. Is that, no, we don't do that. Okay. Uh -huh. right. Asking, um, you know, and so I would never punch a child just in case. No. We, oh girl, we know. I know you like question it, give, so I feel like I should say that. Um, but you know, it, it brings up our own stuff, but <laughs> thankfully <laughs> Scott's been able to help me in those moments and I can help him in those, but you know, in, in the others, but it's, it's like, okay, so how are you, and I, we started asking him, so how are you going to work it out? What, what is kind of the plan here? As you know, on the inside, I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know, and then, and then we have really had to, and it has been hard, wait until he does the interventions we've asked him to do or talk to him about, or he's planned. And then we will go talk to the teacher, sure. you know, or then we will go and do that stuff. And it has, I've just been, I'm not patting us on the back because this is straight from the Lord. I've just been thankful to see what has happened out of that. Yeah. And that yeah. we fostered this kid who has such a kind heart, a little yeah. bit of grit and a little bit of resilience, but not going so far where Scott and I are, which is you were mean to me. So obviously I destroy your life. I right will now. destroy <laughs> you. Yeah. 
I mean, that's, you know, and this kid doesn't have it in him. And I was like, we don't want to give him that. Mm -hmm. I'm not making him, you know, that's not what we want to do. And so I know Melanie, you've heard me process that out with you. (laughs) And it's been a a long road, you know, but I just, it's it's hard to see on this side of it, you know, yeah, the fruit of that. Yeah. And then, you know, and then looking back, I'm like, Oh God, I see it. (laughs) Also, You know, and he's not doing things to us, but there are, there are tough situations in the world. Yeah. And he is like, if you talk to me about it, I'm going to help you. How do you want it to end? How do I, like, Mm -hmm. what's my heart in it? What's your heart in it? How do we figure this out together? You know, he doesn't just make problems go away. That's not usually, like we've said, it's in that process that we grow and mature. And so it's no different for our kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. Well, um, it's true. Our shows always end up turning into parenting shows. Uh, lately they have been. Um, but no, I think, I think that's just good because what we're talking about is, is this idea of entitlement that the world owes me, that the world is out to make my life happy. And I think what we're saying is like, how do we not, how do we not foster that thought process in our children? But then how do we also assess it in ourselves? And especially as we're walking into this holiday season, which is just like, swimming with entitled people, (laughs) adults and children, self-included. I'm trying to say I'm not exempt from this at all. Um, But, you know, one thing that's been really helpful, especially this year, and we kind of talked about this, I think a few episodes ago, is just the power of gratitude. Mm. Um, And just that, you know, it, it doesn't, gratitude doesn't have to be associated with your circumstances or how much you have or how much you don't have, you know, in that show that we did on it, we talked about Philippians four, we're talk, you know, where Paul talks about how he's learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether in want or in, or whether in plenty or in need. Right. Yeah. So like, obviously his contentment had nothing to do with how much he had. Mm-hmm. And so it's just for him, it was remembering like, no matter what I have or don't have, I have Jesus and that's what I need. And that's how I'm content. And so I think for us to approach, especially even this season, just how do we cultivate gratitude in ourselves yeah. first? And then how does that pass on to our, our kids? And I know that one thing that is, can be really powerful in that is just the importance of just being able to serve and give and pour mm-hmm. out. Like it's, it's really hard to feel entitled. Like I deserve something when I'm giving and pouring out. Right. And so yeah. finding ways to serve this season might be very difficult for everybody because they're staying home. Right. So there's like going to have to be some creative ways um, to do that. But how can I look to the needs, <laughs> y'all, this is going to sound kind of ridiculous, but like every month I actually have it on my calendar because (laughs) I have to plan, but like I have it on my calendar to be like, who is somebody that is in need right now that I haven't Mm. considered serving? Like who is somebody in my life that's hurting? Who is somebody in my life that could use a meal? Who is somebody in my life? And so, you know, maybe it's just getting really intentional with yourself and with your kids of saying like, where is there a need and what could we do to meet it? And it might not be like physically going and hands and feet, right now doing some sort of act of service, but like, what can I give? What can I do to love somebody in need right now? But also there's just like the generosity piece of like, where can I, who can I financially bless in this season? Um, How can we trust God with what he's given to us and bless another person, bless another family, bless an organization, you know, like what can you do to be really intentional about that 
especially in the holiday season with yourself, with your kids. Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually like kind of looking forward to my kid getting older. Cause like, that's something that I really want to try to foster during the Christmas season of like, who can you bless? Who can we serve? Who can we give to like that? That would try to be a, a focus of the season. So that it's not all about what do you want? What do you want? Where's your list? What do you want? There's nothing wrong with asking the question. I'm just saying like also balancing with that, that with, how can we give? How can we serve? Yeah, yeah. that's so good. No, I love that. Even, you know, practical ways, generosity. Who can you give to? Who can you think about first before your own needs? Even learning to say no, saying no to yourself, saying no to your kid. Even silly as this sounds, planning out like gift expectations with your kids, you know, mm. goodness, with your family, like, Hey, yeah. this year, here's what we're going to do. I know in the past we've done this, but this year it's going to look like this. Why? Because we want to be more intentional about having a great heart. I mean, how, you know, however that looks for you and your family. Uh, anyways, those, gosh, that just is like a huge reminder, um, of just some really, I say easy, but like very tangible ways to leave today and go and actually cultivate that gratitude in your own heart. Do you, do you guys mm-hmm. have any other thoughts or anything, especially regarding like Christmas and holidays yeah. and all that? I just had two things that came up. One is if, if you're hearing <laughs> what Melanie was saying about like, how can I serve others or how can I, you know, financially or whatever, and that kind of binds you up. I think that it's starting with just sitting down with you and the Lord and starting mm-hmm. with what are you grateful for just That's in your right. own space. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes yeah. it can feel like we, I like I'm so stressed out about, you know, paying the bills or doing the, this other thing, you know, but it, it is a, a place of the heart. And sometimes yes. I, I believe giving and serving can shift your heart. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes if that, if you're just like, you know, we get so bound up, we just don't do anything. Yes. And it is. And I'm saying this as someone who has, had to get their tail kicked the last few months, you know, of figuring out how to be grateful in not knowing what's going to happen next. Mm, And so I say that from such a heart of that. And I think the other thing, Rachel, you mentioned is like the gifts and all that. One thing that we have done with Liam that because someone else told us to, (laughs) you know, I heard this a long time ago and basically now it was not out of a heart of kindness that this guy did it, but um, <laughs> would make his kids, if they wanted a new toy for Christmas, they had to give up however many new toys they wanted, they had to donate. So but what that sat with me was what we do every year is, okay, Liam, let's go through and we're going to donate every toy you don't play with. And so he goes and picks all the toys and then we donate them. And what that's really done is one is like, we give before we receive, mm, that's you know, it's, it's provided this heart of now he's like, okay, well, it's time to box some stuff up. So he started giving toys away to his friends, you know, that's and it's so kind of been this thing. And then I don't feel bad if grandma <laughs> and grandpa want to go all out, you yeah. know, but I just think that, um, that, that was just something really cool. That's, that's blessed our lives. And I'm really mm-hmm. thankful that we ended up, you know, doing that, um, just, you know, and those things you just happen to do. And I think even that being grateful for, Hey, look, I did something good. Yes. Parented <laughs> <I> well <laughs> in this one area. No, that's so good. So, so good. In fact, I'm like, can't see it, but I'm taking little notes. My kids also don't know it in the next room. I'm like going <laughs> through closets this weekend, <laughs> giving away everything. <laughs> hey, it also, it also has benefits for you too. So no, this is, this was such a helpful conversation. It was a very timely reminder. I needed this, especially over the next couple of weeks. Again, 
holidays, but really like all throughout the year, let this be, let this also not be a shame filled conversation. Like, please, we're not saying yes. like you go get Starbucks today. If you say yes to your kid and the grocery store line, we're not saying you're a bad parent. Yeah. Just to be aware of those things about yourself. And Brooke even said this a moment ago, like if, if being generous or giving things away, if you, if you feel that kind of, you know, sit uncomfortably with you or even like, Ugh, like, I don't know how to do that. Sit with the Lord, sit with the Lord, take time to thank him for what he has given you and even ask him, Lord, why, where is this place of maybe even this, you know, poverty mentality that I'm afraid of giving things mm -hmm. away, or I'm afraid if I go without, I won't be able to get it again. Um, anyways, that's a whole nother topic. Hope that as you go forward in the next couple of weeks, that the spirit of gratitude and thankfulness will just cause you to overflow um, with generosity for all that God has done for you. So we hope this was helpful and encouraging, and we will see you here next time on Mercy Talk. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.